When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. One, two, three, four. Right. I I was waiting for so long. The two beers I got out of the fridge, I went to go put back to get two colder ones. <laughs> Thanks, Sebastian. Ow. Just because you meant you know, you're talking about cold, it's so cold in my room right now that my laptop is very cold to the touch. So like, I turned it on and it immediately shut off. So I was like, no, 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 no. Sebastian, Sebastian, you do know where I live, yes? Yeah, but your shit seems to be working fine. <laughs> well, yeah, because your your houses are built for like air conditioning and ventilation. Our houses are built <clears throat> to keep yeah, you know, comfort. <laughs> yeah. But like, if I was to walk outside. It would be like, and I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this on the podcast before. It'd be like the guy getting out of the helicopter in the day after tomorrow. He just, he just immediately, just, he just like, he just freezes because it's so fucking cold. I mean, there's people that live in colder places, or like Ed, pull yourself yeah, together. Yeah. Not that anyone from those places is probably listening, but if they are, they'd be like, you fucking pussy. <laughs> I mean, I can't. I can't really sympathize. They chose to live there. They could leave. <laughs> some, some people chose. Some some people are you know forced. You know, like the gulag I, or some shit. <laughs> the gulag. <laughs> I, I'm going to choose to go to Russia and make a dick out of myself. <laughs> so you want the gulag? No, but that's what I, I'm saying. I mean, they chose do, do, Russia. Don't I just like fight someone 1v1 and then I parachute back? No, that's literally not how it works in real life, you stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> the 
But that's what I'm saying. They chose to make a dick out of themselves in Russia. They could have chose to make a dick out of themselves in warmer climates. At yeah. the end of the day, they chose there. They did. They did. That's all like I'm the, saying. Um, Choices. The, um, isn't there a woman's basketball player? Like she's actually like she's actually prominent in the WNBA. She went to Russia I, uh-huh. with like weed in her backpack. Mm-hmm. And oh, I heard about that. Yeah, everything that's happened in Russia and America, like, so, like there was Biden tried to get her back, but like, no, she's she's gone. Like, we'll we'll never hear from her again. Like. That is Dude. absolutely mad. But I, I mean, like, <clears throat> you know, don't go to countries where that shit isn't like readily available. Don't bring your culture to countries where that ain't the ting, Brev. Yep. It's not looking good, Brev. <laughs> and yet another shot to the WNBA. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a fan, but is I... anyone... I'm I'm not I'm not a fan. I don't I don't really think about it. It's cool. It's there. But then that's that's me with most sports. (laughs) I mean, I I have an opinion, like not on the WNBA, but women's football. The expectations of like immediate Mm -hmm. fan base, immediate clout, immediate Mm -hmm. like TV like TV say like not TV sales, but like um. Like TV viewership, yeah. Like you know, so like we have Sky Sports over here. You have you have many over there. You got Fox, C- CBS, NBC, ESPN. ES- ESPN, all that kind of shit. Um, I mean, like it took actual football hundreds of years to get where it is now. Women's football has been around for about less than twenty. It's been popular for less than five. Mm-hmm. You know, it's. I'm not saying. I mean, starting a sport sort of today, maybe maybe you would think it is. It should be easier. It should be quicker to get like that kind of mm-hmm. reputation, that kind of standing. But like, you know, compared to what is already established, you know, that you like you I'm not saying your sport ain't great. Yeah. You know, the England's the England's women's football team is showing the men's football team how to do it. And fair play and fair play to them, and maybe someday they will get those numbers. But they're not getting those numbers now. <clears throat> but they're getting better. But it's just a it's ca- just time. It's, just, it's a game of patience. Yeah, yeah. No one's better. The football than, is no definitely one of those games. Yeah, no one's better than anyone. But you know, one of you know, look at like even well, it's been around looking, longer. Looking look, look at NFL compared to fo- like um, football. Well, I guess for you American fans, soccer, NFL compared to soccer. But me, NFL to football. Um, you've got the Super Bowl that America thinks is like the greatest goddamn thing on God's green earth, and like the world. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna put like you can the NFL, the Super Bowl, the World Series, the NBA championships. You can throw the Stanley Cup in there as well if you like. It's it's dog shit compared to everything ever. Like hockey's just shit. None of them, all of them combined do not mm-hmm. match the numbers of the world cup currently going on even one of, even one of the of even one of the the little games the quarterfinals <clears throat> right now yeah some of these quarterfinal matches uh and the semifinal matches the the final 
the num the numbers this sport pulls in. Mm-hmm. The 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 Super Bowl wishes, it wishes, but it just it just won't because America's pro- America's America's problem is because it's it's um, like it's very much American ideals, American views for Americans, whereas football is like culture. <laughs> yeah, in I think that's why it doesn't really countries. wish it because I'm pretty sure there's a majority. Because like, let's face. Have like the the commercials and like the support for the the U.S. in the World Cup this year is like I personally thought it was fucking stupid because they weren't going to get <laughs> anywhere near the fucking final. I mean, all all these supporters I've seen on Twitter that were chatting large ones when you faced mm-hmm. England a couple of weeks ago. I was like, okay, cool. Now that you're out of the World Cup, I'll see you guys in four years. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I wasn't supporting them. <laughs> I know you. <laughs> I'm not a fucking like, idiot. I. I was. I was on Twitter and like, pe- some some geezers were some geezers were loud. They were loud. Like I know Christian Pulisic is is okay. He plays for Chelsea, but sheesh. But to expect the U.S. to do well in a game that the country as a whole chastises on a regular fucking basis, <laughs> it is. It is beyond stupid. That is Trump level stupid. There well, is nationalism, there's, there's, and then there's, there's whatever the there's fuck a, that was. There's a chance it could, um, you know. There's a chance some clout's coming your way. I think Messi at the end of the year signing with um, in uh, Inter Miami, David Beckham's. Oh, that's f- um, team. S- well, he doesn't like. Stupid. I think David Beckham <laughs> like is a founder and an owner of the team, but like he's not manager. Yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> Well, it's, it's you know it's it's a nice place to live compared to where Messi's currently playing Paris, which is like <clears throat> just a hole. I, I get that. I'm just like you know he's he's signing for the place to live, not for like career relevance. Well, no, like he wants to be able to go somewhere where he can just he can put him in for free, isn't it? Like he can look at the goal and pretty the ball will just go in. Like <laughs> pretty much. Oh, challenge! Why would I want that? I'm already the fucking best. I'm already the goat, dude. I'm trying to chill. Hey, like I, I'm, ch- I'm chatting big ones. In- England's doing all right, but we have France on Saturday. <laughs> I don't know if you know the French team, but they have this player called Mbappe, and he's. Like, I've seen the French. Yeah, they're they're he's, they're intense. He's, he's already won a World Cup. Mm-hmm. He's already won everything that is to win in French football association. Mm-hmm. I guess is what I'll call it. I don't know what it is. I don't know if PSG. No, PSG. They've come close to the UCL, the Champions, uh, the Champions League. Um, but uh, like, let's just say Mbappe's already won mm-hmm. a. Uh, he's already won a World Cup, and some some people considered the team he was with when he won was like the greatest French team of all time. But he's the only one still standing in that team today. Like not mm-hmm. because of like people like other people retiring, but because they're not in the team anymore. Not not like not in the team they're injured. There was like mm-hmm. a strew of injuries. So Mbappe's literally leading what some people are calling like the French B team. He's like he's like literally a one man army. As soon as you get the ball above midfield and it gets to Mbappe's feet, 
he can, you know, he just he just milks it for all it's worth. But at what point do you look at Mbappe already winning a World Cup? And the other two, and the other two names that even Americans will know, Cristiano Ronaldo and Messi, mm-hmm. they've never even come close. Portugal and Argentina have never even. I think they're the closest they've ever. No, Portugal are playing now. They're winning two 0 Last I looked. Mm-hmm. Speaking of winning, Morocco beat Spain on penalties. Saw that today. That was that what was funny. The fuck. Especially when like one of the commentators was going, "Oh, Spain's got this." Luis Enrique, the manager, said, "You can't even get into the Spain first team unless you do one thousand penalties." Well, guess where that got them? Absolutely fucking nowhere. And I'm pretty sure Argentina, like they've not even sniffed the quarterfinals in like <coughs> like a long, long time. So, like yeah. Portugal and Argentina are on their way. Portugal will have to beat Morocco. That's pretty much guaranteed win. So they're going to the semi-final. I'm. I. I think you, you're looking. I don't at know. They France. beat Spain. They beat Spain there. I, I think no, one of the things Spain that like... on pen- they beat Spain on penalties. Pen- but they beat them. They beat them. They, they beat them. But like, you know, Portugal are playing. Playing Portugal are playing football. Morocco are playing like just tapa tapa tapa. <laughs> but that's a, that's but the thing I've noticed with this World Cup. Like, there's a lot of fucking upsets. There's a lot of wins that really mm. shouldn't have fucking happened. So it's I I wouldn't say like oh you know just because especially after after beating Spain yeah they beat them in penalties but a win's a fucking win one team's moving forward the other one's going home what was I uh, and yeah. I'm just trying to figure out how we segue yeah, this Japan into the actual Ge- list Japan beat Germany earlier mm-hmm. in, the, in like I've got like a list here that I've been keeping track on um, yeah let's uh, take a look at some of the other ones Saudi Arabia beat Argentina at the beginning of the uh, yep. competition. That was, mm-hmm. that was that was a massive upset. Um, Port- South Korea did beat Portugal, but Portugal yep. had already gone through, so they were probably resting. Um, give me two seconds. Um, <laughs> I'm, I mean, Morocco beat Belgium, and most people went into this World Cup with Belgium in, like, they were up there. Like, they've got uh, Kevin De Bruyne. Like, that that guy literally runs Man City. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to predict in this cup because of how many fucking upsets there have been. Yeah, but I'm I, like I'm putting I'm putting money on it. France Brazil for the final. I mean, it's not a, it's not a bad bet. But that's the I think that's the safe bet though. But like what you're saying is there's been so many safe bets that people got shit like people got shit on. Yeah. I Pretty mean, much. when was the last time you went into the World Cup and Germany didn't make it as far as like the semi-final? They didn't even make it through. The I mean, as far as like the cups time. that I, as far as the cups that I've seen, yeah, no, yeah, like they, no, they, 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 they've, they've usually been, been one of the. Fa- always, they're always the favorite. They've always they're been always scary the favorite. Good. Yeah. Crazy, but yeah, you know, that's like it's the beautiful game. I and that's and that's the thing. Like looking at this World Cup, there's been like a lot of like you know upsets and stuff so i feel like there's there's more moments in terms of like that i feel like are going to stand test of time more in this one than previous ones because there's a lot that Mm -hmm. i don't really that didn't really stand out but like you know upsets and shit like that that shit you know tracks you know speaking of moments that drives that drives word of mouth mm -hmm. and you know like i said speaking of moments that brings us to the topic of this episode 
And I feel like we should oh, get damn. into it because. Oh, damn. <laughs> damn, no, look, actually, I'm, I'm, that was a good segue. I was like, where, is I, he, I, where the fuck is he going? Where the fuck is he going? <laughs> I'm just here, like, I'm, like, I'm looking at my beer thinking, I'm not had a sip of my beer in a while. <laughs> Don't worry, everybody, I'm not on, no, 14.5% shit today. I'm on standard shit, 4.7. I'm a pussy off him. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's actually you know the um the pub we went to near like mm-hmm. around like near my house the one I could walk to yeah the beer mm-hmm. I always got I actually found cans of that in a local superstore so I bought some <laughs> so it's nice. like it's like me and you are back at the pub Sebastian like a couple of months ago it was great it was so key <laughs> no yes today's episode what are we doing Sebastian what are we doing tell them so we're continuing our look back at 2022 but this is a, a little Boo. bit different we're not looking at we're not looking at anything like major we're looking at the moments and movies that really stood out to us and the way i kind of went about it was like these aren't necessarily like my my favorite movies but these are just moments that are like that i they, for one reason or another they just stood out to me and that's how i looked at it i don't know how you looked at it. I've you got, looked at it the I've, same got way. I've got one or two moments from my movies of the year. Okay. Because cool, like cool. you know, some, some sometimes a favorite movie can be made from a singular moment. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, right. like when when um, you when when you talk to someone who, it, like, someone who's watching the MCU, and you talk to mm-hmm. them about Iron Man, what do you remember? You remember Iron Man brushing off the tank shell. Yeah, destroying so the tank and, and, and then just, and then yeah. just walk and then just walking away. It's like it's yeah. it's fucking That's, great, mm-hmm. you know. And then like, what do you remember from like the first four? This this drink was delicious. Another, another. You know, like you, you, the MCU is literally built on moments. Even in and shit honest, MCU movies, there's great moments in them. And honestly, you've you've set up my my first pick, and just because you went first in the last one, let's do um, it. T- you, if you don't you, mind. Get fir- you get first dibs like you, per- you you set it up so fucking perfectly it's like if i don't go it's gonna be ruined <laughs> <laughs> so m- my first pick is from uh, multiverse of madness okay and it is the intro of professor charles xavier mm, with the x-men music yes sir yes sir yes sir <laughs> like Only it was eagle-eyed viewers got that one Oh, eagle oh, I, I, I <laughs> as soon as I heard it, dude, I felt a chill. I was like, "Oh damn, oh damn." Okay, and like, I don't get me wrong, I I liked John Krasinski as Reed Richards, but like, it was let's let's be honest, it was a we waste knew of that we, we we knew that was gonna happen. And and you know, I'm I'm all for you know him spaghettiing away, but seeing Professor <laughs> seeing Professor Xavier classic yellow chair green suit and then the x-men 97 theme under it as he came in fuck me dude that, yeah. is, that was my favorite moment of that movie like everything else was cool and i re- i enjoyed dr strange but that moment made it for me you enjoyed dr strange that's uh more than what most people seem to think on twitter and and, and that's fine like i it's it I enjoyed it. There was a lot of stuff that obviously was really wrong with it, but I overall I had fun watching it. It was not Thor: Love and Thunder. That was a whole other thing. <laughs> like it's it's in terms of like the worst for me as far as this year, Thor: Love and Thunder is oh, right there. Yeah, it's, it's it was it's, it was just such a letdown. 
It like the more I hear about people hating on four, like just the bigger the hole is being dug. Like even Chris Hemsworth was talking about the other day. Um, he was mentioning if he's going to do four again, it's got to be someone that, who like who has four's best interests at mm-hmm. heart. And I was like, yeah, bro, you didn't name him, but sheesh, thought you were broskies, dude. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, uh, he, you know, he, he said like, like there needs to be like a complete tonal shift. Yeah, for and I, which is crazy because I feel like just because we're we're talking about, it, I felt like Ragnarok nailed the perfect the tone for shift. him. Yeah, like where it was perfect. There was the perfect amount of like drama and family shit with the, the the comedy that made sense. But it's just like I don't know. I don't know what the idea for Love and Thunder was, but that's that that could be for another fucking day. Right now, Professor Xavier was my moment. What is your first moment, my dude? Which one do I want to choose? I want to choose this one because I I don't want you to get in there. <laughs> Pete Davidson stabbing himself in bodies, bodies, bodies. <laughs> you literally watched this whole movie. It's these Gen Z kids doing the whole your your energy right now is harming my vibe. Like you're literally, literally peaking my anxiety. And like, you know, they pop Xanax, they pop Adderall, like mm-hmm. they're drink they're drinking, and then out of nowhere Pete Davidson ends up being stabbed and it's like, oh shit, we can't go outside because it's a fucking hurricane. Is it the weirdo girl? We don't know. Is it the weirdo TikTok survival guy that's currently sleeping in the fucking indoor basketball room? Because apparently every American needs their own indoor basketball room. Um, I mean, this house was pretty, it's a pretty big fucking house. But like, you know, it was just a mixture of like the situation of the hurricane, the girls themselves being fucked up through like pharmaceutical drugs and then illegal drugs Mm -hmm. and then drinking. And then it's at the end, it like everything's going mental, like the girls are trying to defend themselves, and then out of nowhere, they just pick up a phone, because both, like, there's two phones that have been landed in the mud. We know of the girl's phone, and she picks up what she thinks is her phone, but it's actually Pete Davidson's phone. Mm-hmm. And and then the movie and then the movie ends. And we're like, what the fuck? And like we actually saw people in the cinema who left. So what they didn't see was the Easter egg halfway through the credits in which she opens the phone and then she watches what was last on the phone, which was Pete Davidson doing a TikTok. He was so embarrassed by Mr. Survival TikToker downstairs that he was like, I know how to fucking use this samurai sword. Swing, swing, swing. Fucking stabs himself. The lit- like the main obstacle that starts this movie. Like, okay, so yeah, before we go, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ruin some movies right now. So listen at your own peril. I've already ruined this one. It's it's one of those movies that I can ruin it for you, but like there's no reason why you should watch this movie sober. Get some friends, get some beers, order some food, and just enjoy the fuck out of this movie. There is literally like, is it a good movie? Absolutely fucking not. Is it a fun movie? Absolutely fucking yes. 
and Pete Davidson just stabs himself and you just sit there flabbergasted it's like hang on it was him dying that set this whole thing in motion and it was like and how how dare a movie give you the message of the movie in mm-hmm. the mid credit easter egg in which yeah gen z needs to stop overthinking yeah. like it's like it like literal message quote unquote it's not that deep fam <laughs> like literally don't deep it like the amount of times recently i've been told don't deep it from friends like we're talking about something you know we're talking about like why i'm not getting messaged back by xyz usually some big booty bitch and my mate would go oh man don't deep it I was like, how can I not deep it when someone's literally going in deep on her right now? Like, <laughs> well, I mean, there's no sense in you getting going deep in it then, and if that's the case, someone else is already doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But like, yeah, so literally, don't deep it, fam. <laughs> it's not looking good, Brev. It's not looking good. Your woman is hyped, Brev. <laughs> what I love, what I loved about the movie was the subversion of the slasher genre. Hmm. Definitely, definitely not the best, but I thought it was definitely the most unique in terms of, you know, doing, you know, especially because when you're watching this movie, this movie, there's moments where you're like, there's someone there. Oh, it's, there's something happening in the background. Yeah. But it, it it's designed to fuck with the audience, too. Yeah. Because you're like, who the fuck is? And then, you know, you see that and you're just like, Jesus, fuck, these people are so fucking stupid. Mm hmm. And then it's like, like, and then you feel like an idiot because you fell for it too. It's like, yeah, because I remember there was you one hundred percent fall for it. By the end of the movie, you are also like, sort of, okay, someone's actually killing these these like Mm -hmm. these these birds, man. Like shit, like someone's actually out for blood right now. And it's crazy because I feel like they took a page out of the Tucker and Dale thing where they these all these fucking people just ended up killing themselves. Yep. Half the girls end up killing themselves. <laughs> like, all these fucking people die for literally no reason. It is but, uh, fucking funny. But it tell is, you what, it is it's, ni- it's nice to, um, a, like, um, someone who is reinventing themselves is um, that, uh, is it Maria uh, Balakova? Mm-hmm. She's the voice of Cosmo in Guardians 3, upcoming next year. Mm-hmm. She was in Borat yeah. 2. She was the girl that, um, like, got Rudy Giuliani to sort of like be a pedophile yep. on her, but like she was mm-hmm. like she was one of the lead one of the leads in this movie. Awesome actress, I think she's great. Uh, but this movie was led by like some top young female talent. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. So so hats off. It was very well written. Like you know, it had an idea. It didn't take itself didn't take itself too seriously. Uh, yeah. I really enjoyed this movie. I think like, Same. but then again. I can enjoy some movies that, you know, people think of shit. I like fucking American Pie movies, man. Like, <laughs> everyone hates those preaching, movies. Like, <laughs> preaching to the fucking choir, so, dude. <laughs> Some people make it their job to hate those movies. I'm just like, shut the fuck up. Those movies didn't say shit about you. But yeah. So, uh, moment number two. My, uh, I was, I'm not going to say what just popped into my head because, holy crap, we'd be cancelled. Um, so, you go, you go next. <laughs> Take it away, Steve. <laughs> so for one of the one of the movies that stood out to me, even though it's it's definitely on my list, and it's like 
best movies. Um, Top Gun Maverick. I love it. I know what movie you're gonna pick, and, and I need to pick another moment. <laughs> and um, so the Not moment movie, I'm picking moment. is um, when Maverick shows them how to do the run. Oh, okay. So that's it. not the moment I picked. So can I still pick Top Gun Maverick after this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so, so cool that we both picked the same movie, but a different moment. That's different awesome. Different moment, yep. So, and it's funny because that, him doing that run, it's, I don't know if you've seen, it's been all over the place. I've seen it where it's like, oh, so it's Star Wars. Yeah. They have to do this, they have to do this run and they have to hit the small target and then run the fuck away. It's like, yeah, okay, it's Star Wars. But, seeing all these people like you know they're doing these flights and doing these test runs that they can't do it and they're struggling and some of them are on like on the verge of passing out because the g-force as they're rising and shit and you're like fuck me dude like it's intense and especially the way it's shot because you feel like you're in the fucking cockpit and you're like oh god why are we doing this like no one can they, fucking do no, this because they, they did film in the cockpit yeah yeah and then like and then tom cruise comes in all five foot four steps into his fucking plane and he does this shit and he owns it like a boss and you're like god damn this man is insane mm-hmm. like tom cruise all five foot four of him completely insane yeah especially but i when, loved it like, it was it, tom tom cruise like maverick does that because john ham the dipshit that he is in this movie um mm-hmm. It is saying it's like okay, we need to raise the bar just a little bit, and Tom like Maverick's like, no, you can't. If we do, they'll be seen by the artillery shells. It's like yep. if you if if you're too slow, you'll you'll be seen by radars. If you're too high, you're seen by the artillery. Like Christopher McQuarrie does such a good job in this movie. I know he's not the director, but he has a lot to say in that movie than we realize. He uh, like he built this movie. Like, who's the fucking villain, bro? They never say mm-hmm. that they never say it's North Korea. They never say it's Russians or the Chinese, even though using Chinese and Russian MIGs. But like, they never say who it is. Like, it's great. They're like, the villain is like their inability to do this run. The run is the villain. And like, how mm-hmm. do you know if like it are, oh, man? Yeah, great fucking moment. Really great moment from a great movie. Although, it I just is... want to talk about the most unrealistic thing from this movie is that them kids at the start of the movie know all the words to Great Balls of Fire. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck off. They want to be singing fucking Drake or mm-hmm. some shit. There's no way that all them kids know Great Balls of Fire. <laughs> and, and you know what? It's, it's one of those moments where it's like... it's For me, it struck me as the hold my beer moment in, in yeah. movies this year. That's that. That's what that fucking was. At the end of the day, th- is when the motherfucker is seeing all these people struggle. He's being told, no, we need to make these changes because no one can do it. And he's like, hold, hold my beer. Hold my hold beer. My beer. <laughs> I'm going to do this shit real quick. And he does it. And he's like, did it. Suck it. Give I me mean, my that beer. Movie's like, it, that movie's built on moments though. You've got like... Um, I don't know if I want to like. I'm going to talk about the moment I was going to pick, but I'm going to pick a different moment from a movie I saw recently. Um, let's just talk about like that is a movie of moments. You've got yep. like the run actually being done when they have to invert the the jet plane to go yep. like they have to literally go upside down to go down into the pit, and like mm-hmm. they don't like they have to do that twice. And not only do they need yep. to do it twice, 
they need to get back up and over as well. Mm-hmm. And then you've got um, Miles Teller going in to save Maverick. You've got the Maverick Iceman moment, which is like probably one of the last times we'll see Val Kilmer on the screen. And if it was good, yeah. if that is the last time, perfect for him. It was. It was, it was such. A, it was such, such a, nice, a moment. nice moment. Especially it was a like you hear that it was a moment that Tom Cruise fought for in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like and the fact that Val it Kilmer sucks that he had it to. together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Such a good. And then the moment I was going to pick was Maverick flies the Dark Star to Mac Ten. Because mm-hmm. like when you see that was pretty sick. When you see when you see it fly over Ed um not Ed Helms Ed Harris. <laughs> And he just destroys them. <laughs> but he actually just like that. Shit. Like that hurt was actually destroyed though. That actually happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like they want, they weren't supposed to keep it in. Like they wanted to do it again, but they didn't have the money because they couldn't pay for the fuel that was meant to go in Dark Star. <laughs> yeah. And then Maverick pushes it too far, and then it like it explodes in the sky, and it's like mm-hmm. the whole Malcolm in the Middle firework moment. It's fucking great. Um, and then you've got um the dogfight training scene between yeah. Maverick and the kids. I mean, Glenn Powell just absolutely nails his character. Um, mm-hmm. Miles Teller nails his character. Like, I um, mean, Glenn I'm, Powell did such a good job. He played a pilot in another movie. Yeah. It's, uh, that's not out. That's not out here over yet. Um, over here yet. But like, I've, I've seen, I was like, is this mm. like, bro, don't, don't pigeonhole <laughs> yourself like that, dude. <laughs> that's not it's like, good. Dude, this is hella typecasting. <laughs> But the moment I'm gonna change from now, uh, from that from that Maverick flying dark star, I'm gonna change it to I I saw the menu the other day. Now I'm not gonna spoil mm-hmm. this movie because I'm pretty sure it's like it's only been out for a couple of weeks, and I kind of want you to go see it. But there's this moment where um well the movie is Ray Fiennes plays like sort of this Gordon Ramsay style gourmet chef. Oh yeah, I've I've seen uh, I've seen trailers for it. Yeah, he's, in, he's, he's invited, like, there's a movie star, there's a social media influencer, there's a wannabe critic, and there's actual critics, and then there's, like, the the couple that have been to what, like, these, like, Ray Fiennes, Ray Fiennes' chef, like, he does, like, these secret, like, menu tastings, like, they're pop, he, like, does, like, pop-ups, like, around the world, but, like, this, <laughs> for whatever reason, this one couple has gone to every single one. And then he's sort of like, like the night kind of like sort of takes a turn for the worst is what I'll say. But there's a moment where Anya Taylor-Joy's character is like, she, she just looks at him. And like throughout the movie, she's had like a few issues with the food and that. And like, there's just this moment where she just stands up. She's face to face and like they've built her character as someone who like is literally voiceless in the grand scheme of things. And she just looks at Ray Fiennes and just goes... After all this bullshit, I'm still hu- I'm still hungry, and Ray Fiennes just goes like he just drops and is like, "All right then, what do you want?" And this bitch, this bitch looks Ray Fiennes dead in the eyes and just goes, "I want a burger." And this <laughs> this. Mo- Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Movie that has built itself on being like, <laughs> you know, foam kind of mashed potato, little neat, 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 little pieces of duck breast. Mm. Like yeah. you know, like one of those one of those kitchens that like cooks the chicken skin separate from the chicken, only to put the chicken mm. skin back on the chicken because that's how you're <laughs> supposed to do it. And you know they've got like the you know like the big ass posh like like you're not allowed to order the wine because the wine comes selected with the food or like you get yeah. like oh, okay you know with this we recommend you have. A glass of this kind of thing, but it's a glass of like 1979, like rose Margot or some shit, and it's like a like a thousand pounds per glass. So, oh, of course you would recommend that, wouldn't you, dickhead? Like, <laughs> so the fact that like this posh ass meal then just boom, and it's like they do the same thing they've been doing for every dish, but with a burger. Mm. And if you don't come out of this cinema going. Fuck me, I need a five, guys. You've then you've watched the wrong movie, because like he's like, mm, mm, mm. but like it's more than the burger. Mm-hmm. You can look, you can watch this movie as some dumb dumb viewer and just go, oh, that was a really good scene. But like when you act, like if you've actually watched the movie, like the burger symbolizes so much more than Mm -hmm. actually just like the making of it and it's kind of now like no i'm not gonna spoil it but like there's something else to do with the bow like if you ever see this movie let me know and like i'll talk i'll talk to you about it and i you know for other people that like you know i know we like but ed you know you spoil bodies 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 came out summer you haven't seen it by now that's your own fault the menu came out two weeks menu came out two weeks ago well, uh, yep. as as of recording, came out two weeks ago, and like Top Gun Maverick came out like end of spring last like this year. So yep. shut the fuck up. If you haven't seen it, that's a you problem. If you haven't seen yep. the menu, that is a problem of Cineworld, especially near me, only showing it at eight eight fifty p.m. Yeah, like for the <laughs> last for like it's it's only been in a week, and it's had mm-hmm. one showing every day eight fifty p.m. So how like how do I expect people to see this movie? Like, yeah, I know someone who has seen it, but they they got to see it like when was the first time I came over to um, L.A. this year? June, yeah, June. I mm-hmm. I knew someone who saw it in Ju- like they saw it before June, and they were saying mm-hmm. the menu is their favorite movie of the year. So I've I've been excited for this since June. Gotcha. I finally got to see it, but. There's a funny story about this movie, and I'm going to put my friends, one of my friends, right in the thick of it. We went out for lunch and we had a couple of beers. 
and then we went to go see Violent Night first. Yeah, we did a double bubble day. We went to go see Violent Night. Violent Night, mm-hmm. John Wick with a Christmas overlay. It's fucking great. It's fucking hilarious. It's awesome. There's like a moment where it's like Home Alone but real. Yeah. Like the like they like the characters like, what are you trying to do? Some Home Alone shit? Step on a ladder, boom, nail in the face. Like it's fucking awesome. It's great. Um, but we had beers in the cinema. So beers for lunch, beers in the cinema come out of the cinema go for a few more beers after a few more beers we go to tgi's for long island iced teas now i don't know if i'm an alcoholic but i went to go sit down in the menu i had my nachos i had my coke and i was like fucking ready for the next movie man my mate next to me fucking snoozing brav he wakes up the next day after we get home and he's sending me like mate i'm so sorry I was falling asleep in the movie. I don't remember that movie at all. I got real fucked up. I'm so, I was like, mate, I mean, it's a shame that you didn't get to see the movie because it was great, but I saw it. I'm fine. Like, you know, <laughs> like, I was having fun watching you. Like, going, whoa, what a moment. <laughs> like, <laughs> that, that, was, that was literally me when we went to go see Don't Worry Darling. <laughs> it was so fucked up i was in and out of sleep and it was like it felt like the right movie to do that so it's fine <laughs> didn't we like go to lazaguanas in resorts world yep and, and we, we had and, a couple drinks we had like had a couple six long had six long island iced teas each or some we, shit. We, 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 we threw back a few and then we, we went back. to go see this movie and we were like yeah can't do it and i'm like i'm fine with it <laughs> that movie was definitely uh I saw that movie in twice in cinemas. Oh, Christ. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that movie was, uh, let's just say, Don't Worry Darling is not in my, does have no, there's no top moments. It's not in my top five of the year. Nope. It's like, nope. We, we, we should do next, like next week, top five forgettable movies. And it's like, so number five is Don't Worry Darling. Number four is I don't, know, don't you know Worry Darling. You know, what's cra- <laughs> you know what's crazy? In like, in building this list, I realized I didn't really, I didn't really see as many movies as I, as I would have liked this year. Mm. I think it was more TV for me this year than movies. I saw so many that I, I kind of struggled to make this list, man. <clears throat> I struggled just because I couldn't remember what the fuck I saw. That's how. Oh, I, 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 I remembered so much. I was like, shit, I want to put this in there. Shit, I want to yeah, put no, this the, in there. No, but there was one moment that that um, that I really that I really like. Um, so this is from Clerks Three, mm. and the moment that is the auditions. There was, oh, okay. So the story of Clerks Three is Randall has a heart attack, and mm-hmm. in surviving it, he wants to make a movie because you know all he does is talk about movies all fucking day, and he works at a video store, so that's what he does. He's surrounded by movies. So Dante convinces him, you know, fucking make one yourself. All right. Writes the script and he decides that he wants to hold auditions for it. And it's funny because like you look at the list. I, I found the list of the people who made cameos in it. So you've got Sarah Michelle Geller, Fred Armisen, Melissa Benoist, Danny Trejo, Chris Wood, Ben Affleck, fucking Freddie Prince Jr. Thinking that it's an adult film. <laughs> <laughs> and Anthony Michael Hall. And it's all of these and people. And the uh, Impractical Jokers. And the Impractical Jokers. Yes, thank you. And it's all these people reading lines from clerks. I'm not even supposed to be here today. And like there's some of them <laughs> could, trying to convince them 
to do the fucking movie as a musical and singing. Yeah. And you're just like, oh my Have you god, about shut doing the this fuck a musical? Up. <laughs> it's it's so fucking funny. And then like, they're singing, and you're just like, and I I'm looking at Randall and Dante's reactions to it. And I'm, yeah, I'm right there with you guys. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck is happening? <laughs> ben Affleck does a fucking so Ben Affleck's character in this. He's a Boston John, and he's just walking. He's just doing his Boston accent. He's laying it in fucking thick. He goes full on Boston guy. You know, he just really gets fucking in there. <laughs> and yep. it, it's like I, I I love the fucking movie. The rest of the movie was fucking great, but there's the, the, that moment was the shit for me. And it's also like the the amount of people that came out to do this for Kevin Smith shows me how much of an impact that dude makes like yeah he's not the biggest director in the world but there are so many big names that fucking love this guy yeah there's so many big names who would do shit like this for him and i can't see these people doing it for anybody fucking else no and i, and I thought that i thought it was fucking great it was a, and it's an awesome fucking moment for me yeah no it's a really it's a really good moment it's, it's a it's a really touching moment in the movie as well especially and one of the most funny moment one of the most funniest moments in the movie as well Oh no! Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Right. So, uh, my next one. So I've got one backup if I want to, which I might change this one out for. So A or B, Sebastian? Because mine are in no order. B. 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 Predator versus the bear in Prey. Mm. We're in the we're That's in the a good po- one. we're in the POV That's a good one. of we're in the POV of the girl stuck in like. The um the dam where she's like sort of feeding mm-hmm. herself. The bear's trying to like get at her, and then out of nowhere, the bear just disappears. And up until this point, the predator's been like alien in the first Alien movies. Been like you know, um, Jason in um, Friday the the first Friday the Thirteenth. It's like mm-hmm. Godzilla in the Godzilla remakes. Like you know, it's there. Like yeah. the audience knows it there, and this is like, and she's the only character that's like is kind of aware of like some unearthly presence. Mm-hmm. But then this is the first time we see this thing, like sort of really show its face, like against like an actual sort of, you know, for an actual fight. And it's the fact that the predator struggles against this feral bear. But it's like mm-hmm. there's a, there's and there's just a moment where like is the predator struggling, or is he like is he just having fun? Is he like <laughs> is is he there for the fight? He's enjoying and then, it, yeah. And then boom, like the the wrist claws come out and it's like <laughs> this bear just gets fucking done. But up until that point, this bear's giving him the fucking works, man. Like, yeah. I don't know what bear they got for cocaine bear, but get that motherfucker. <laughs> that <laughs> you know, fucking like, trailer is insane. I, I am looking forward to cocaine bear, It looks dude. so fucking funny. <laughs> Although in real life, the cocaine bear didn't kill anyone. So it's not like they're definitely using that inspired oh, by. No. Oh, no, absolutely. Because <laughs> no, even, even in real life, the, the bear only lived for 40 minutes. It took enough coke that it killed it. Like, it died after 40 it died. minutes. <laughs> But it was like for forty minutes, it was the most powerful predator in the world, and I was like, "That is like, like you you knew someone was gonna read that, 
Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a Blumhouse movie, but this definitely feels like a Blumhouse from like 2012 kind of movie. Like, <laughs> where they just like read articles and was like, that's a fucking movie. <laughs> the way Michael Turn Bay did, a- <laughs> the way Michael Bay did Pain and Gain, he read that like sort of one article spread from like the Miami mm-hmm. Herald and was like, I could turn that into a movie. <laughs> yeah, like I, I remember seeing this movie and like it was from that point on where like I was on the edge of my seat and I was like, this movie is about to get going. And then you got the Predator just wiping out like the French army, <clears throat> which as an Englishman, yeah. I was just laughing at because, you know, there's nothing better than the French just getting ripped to fucking shreds, treated like fucking garlic eating twat wankers that they are like <laughs> look if you're a fan of the podcast you know that i don't like the french <laughs> it's built into my blood it's gonna be there to the day i die even when i even on my deathbed i'm gonna ask my kids i'll be like people still speak french and my kids are gonna go no dad my language died long ago and be like <laughs> snail eating dickheads like (laughs) already already know what my last words are gonna be before i die man it's not gonna be i love you snail eating dickheads it's it's not gonna be i love you son or like i had a great life it's gonna be making sure that the french aren't here anymore (laughs) christ fuck them um (laughs) and the fact that you know this movie you know the director fought the same way Hmm, it could easily be the uh, Spanish. No, make it the French. <laughs> and like, I'm, I'm, I'm laughing. And my mum looks at me whilst we're watching this movie. And she goes, why are you laughing? And I was like, French are getting fucked up. They spoke a, they spoke a big game and they couldn't fucking, they couldn't rise to the challenge. Like, to chat shit, get banged. Like, <laughs> oh man, that fucking movie was awesome. Yeah, like I, I was. I remember like hearing all the hype, and I was worried about it. But Jesus Christ, a movie that lives up to the I hype! I pressured you to watch this movie. So good. It was. It was so good. Yep. It was so fucking good. I loved it. Uh, right. So, <clears throat> moment number so, four, three. Four. Yes, sir. Cheese. So this this one it was just really fucking funny to me. So this is this comes from the. Um, unbearable weight of massive talent i never actually saw this but i don't care so it, tell, tell me it's <laughs> it's a it's, it's a really fucking funny movie and so the in, in this scene um nick cage you know he's playing himself in this movie there you go. and he gets invited to this this rich fucking guy's mansion it's his birthday and he's paying nick cage like a million dollars to just show up and hang out and the guys being played by Pedro Pascal, who I fucking love, and I think is amazing. And he is his he invites him, and he's essentially trying to get Nick Cage to like read his script, and you know, want to make a movie with him. But Nick Cage gets intercepted by feds, and they try to convince him that this dude's dirty. He's a drug runner. He does all this other shit. So they ask they ask Cage to stay and to become his friend and to try to gather intel for them. So they're hanging out and they're driving around in Spain and they decide to do acid. Sounds so they're, like a great they're idea. They, they do acid and they're driving around and they're walking around and Nick Cage, he's just kind of like, they see these two guys. These two random dudes. 
just sitting in a cafe. They're drinking coffee. He's like, you know, those guys have been there for a while. I think they're staring at us. So they slowly get up from their seats. They start walking away really quickly. And they, they, they turn a corner and they turn back and they happen to see the guys as walking. It's like, oh my God, they're following us. But they're walking in the opposite direction. They take, so Cage and Pascal take off running and they're running, they're, they're losing their shit and they're running. And they come to this wall and try to climb up it. And Pascal's like, you can just go. Just go. The world needs Nick Cage. I They don't need me. Just go. And he, Cage goes full Cage, dude. He's screaming and he's hitting the wall. It's like, no, I will never forget you. He jumps off the wall and he's like trying to catch his breath. And then Pedro Pascal comes across the, around the wall. <laughs> he's like, oh, we, we could have just walked around. Oh, okay. <laughs> And it is it is such a stupid fucking sequence, but the whole movie is just really funny. Mm. I highly recommend it. It is Nick Cage at his Nick Cageiest because it's he's being him. And fucking Neil Patrick Harris plays his agent, Disney and it makes so much here. sense. I might check it out. And I saw it, I saw it on the fucking flight to the UK. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I just like I can't watch movies for the first time on mm-hmm. airplanes anymore. Like. Those airplane headphones, no matter what class you're sitting in, first class, business class, cattle class, mm-hmm. like the headphones you get. <laughs> <laughs> Those headphones are fucking wank. And like, mm-hmm. the, the, if, if there's one thing I don't need, is this constant... <sighs> like in my headphones, because they're not noise cancelling. Yeah. Gotcha. Like, I need to... No, it was, it was, it was, it's definitely worth a watch. 50% of cinema is sound. If you can't fucking hear it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, where do I want to go next? Where do I want to go next? I'm going to do... I'm going to leave this one off my list. I feel like I've spoken about this a few times on the list. I was going to do the Batmobile reveal in Batman, but I feel like I've spoken about that a few times. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone knows I love that. Like, that's a great fucking moment. Like, that's not just a moment yep. in 2022. That's a moment in cinema as a whole. The fact that they, the Batmobile is a character and not just an item to be used. Like, I fucking love it. Like, mm-hmm. I love that thing. Um, so I'm going to go with... So yeah, I did A or B last time. One or two? <laughs> One. One? Uh, the Northman versus the Mound Dweller in Northman. Mm, okay. So this moment is Alexander Sarsgaard. He's already like sort of sworn vengeance on his father's killer. And yep. he's he's been told in like some form, in some form of a vision quest that he needs to sort of like as a warrior become worthy of like fighting his father's killer so mm-hmm. he's like okay one i need a weapon i need i need a weapon that like it's like he's been told that he you know he can he's gonna pull like the, a sword of fire and like he's gonna plunge that into his father's killer and that will kill him so he needs yeah. like a a sort of a fire retardant sword so he's he's seen the vision of this like sort of skeleton king in a throne in the middle of buttfuck nowhere 
so he goes out venturing one evening and he sort of falls down this sort of cave and boom there it is this giant motherfucker sitting in a throne but it's like it's a skeleton it's like okay cool i'm just gonna take this sword and i'm gonna go but like the moonlight sort of just shifts ever so slightly above the holy mm-hmm. cave, and boom it hits the mound dweller and like the fact that this thing's called the mound dweller because like when it sort of zooms out into the big wide he's actually in like this sort of hilltop shire kind of thing yeah boom moonlight hits the mound dweller and you just hear like the bones just like sort of cracking and it's like it feels like lord of the rings it feels like skyrim it feels like assassin's creed valhalla like mm-hmm. it it's like it like all i'm hearing in my mind is like i could be listening to this track from this band over this moment and it would it would it would fucking work yeah and, like and i did that with like five different pieces of music in my mind i could be listening to aim on a i could be listening to ends it's like this tight enclosed spot the mound dweller sort of takes back the sword and alexander sarsgaard has to sort of use cunning and wit to kind of get the mound dweller to sort of die and then he does so mm-hmm. like he it's like a good five ten minute fight Sarsgaard's getting the shit kicked out of him here and there, but then boom, it's over. And then out of nowhere, Sarsgaard has the sword, and the Mound Dweller's back in the throne, like dead, mm-hmm. like he never even fucking moved. And I was like, that is like Norse mythology, like in a hot, like in a nutshell. Like shit didn't actually happen, but like the way it's carved out on the runes in a sort of like hypothetical kind of way like you know you gotta fight the like the non-existent mound dweller to get the fire retardant sword to plunge it in the the fiery lava lake from the icelandic volcano so you can defeat your father's killer i was like that's the way stories are carved out on runes we know that because that you know we can actually go to norway finland and denmark mm-hmm. find these rune stones and translate them and that is literally yeah. how they translate they translate as like they translate as stories it's fucking awesome it's so accurate it's so amazing mm-hmm. and just the way this moment is filmed compared to the rest of the movie that like where the greens have popped alexander sarsgaard's hair is popped in all in all in all in all of colors like Anya Taylor Joy's like blonde hair is striking as fuck. Like like, the color just stands out in this movie. And boom, this mound dweller fight. It's so dark that it's like it's black and white. Because mm-hmm. like it's not really real. So they had to match yeah. that with the camera work and the color. Oh man, really good, mo- really good moment. If you like, if you're not gonna see the movie as a whole, like I imagine you could go somewhere online. And it's type in Northman versus the Mound Dweller. Mm-hmm. And it's a really good fight scene. Especially if nice. you ever have a like a sword fight scene where you need a character yeah. who like sort of is essentially losing but then wins. Mm-hmm. It's like that's a good that's a good fight scene to watch. You know what's you know what's great? What I love is that your this moment perfectly lines up with my last moment because it is also a fight scene. Oh nice. It is, it is a very it's a very different type of fight scene but oh, it is a fight scene <laughs> it is 
uh, Wayman versus the security guards and everything everywhere all at once. Oh, the fanny back fight. Yup. It is such a fight. It is <laughs> such a cool fucking fight scene. Yeah. K Hui Kwan fucking kills it. And the way it is shot, my, f- you know, what's fucking crazy. My favorite shot from that is even a, a kick or a punch being thrown. It is when he's, swinging the bag on the floor and we get the pov from the fucking panty panty pack as it's like circling (laughs) around people it is so good it is so good and it is so it is i get i I get the jackie chan inspiration Mm -hmm. i get fucking donnie yen inspiration i get fucking raid inspiration because it's also a really brutal fight like every time that fucking fanny pack hits someone it sounds like it fucking hurts it sounds like it hits someone Oh, yeah. And then, like, it sends fuckers flee- flying all over the place, like, knocking fucking cubicles down and locking fucking into walls and shit. And it's just such a good fight scene. The choreography is amazing. Okay, Hui Kwan, man, I, I'm so happy that his career is being resurged because, goddamn, the man deserves it. That performance was fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And it just, I mean, Everything Everywhere All at Once is a great fucking movie. I f- loved it. I was... Not expecting to love it as much as I do. A24. But goddamn. Like they, they love doing their movies. A- A24, they don't give a fuck, man. They they give, I feel like they give love to the people that don't get it enough. And they show, they give them the opportunity to show everyone's like, this is why you gotta be watching me. Yeah, man. This is why you need to be watching me. Yeah, 100%. And this fight scene, if you haven't seen it, Please go go if you don't want just go same no, if you don't want no, to watch no, the whole movie more than, more no no than actually that. you're you right to, you need to go see this whole you need to watch this movie. movie this this movie you, you know you, you, yeah. you the hot dog fingers aside you know it's a great fucking movie Jamie Lee it, Jamie Lee Curtis great fucking Jamie Lee Curtis has a great fucking fight scene yeah she really does and becomes yeah, no, like this... one of the, like a character that sort of has a really heartwarming ending mm hmm. It, it, it was really hard for me to pick because it was so for me it was a toss up between this moment and the moment where um, Michelle Yeoh's character and her daughter are rocks mm-hmm. because that that was just a really it was yeah. such a beautiful moment almost nothing is said but you feel everything and it's just these rocks it's just it's a just pair just of fucking rocks. rocks bro it's just a pair of fucking rocks and you're like god damn this is yeah, Michelle, no, I mean, right. I mean Mich- you, Michelle Yeo. If you haven't talk, seen it, talk about an actress who's like, I don't really know much from what she did, like when she was just starting acting, but like her 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 career resurgence is huge. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I'm not really <laughs> familiar with her stuff like pre Crouching Tiger, mm-hmm. but like everything, everything since, like I I've, I've seen you know where she pops up, but yeah, no, she's on. She's on another level. Like this, I'm, pr- this I'm pretty sure she's like. Her... Uh, didn't she just win like Times Person of the Year or some shit? <clears throat> I'm not sure, but she she definitely if she's not in fucking award contention, it, then what the fuck is the point of awards? I mean, like, you can't I, put I, out I something this good. Is, is up there in, with in terms of movies of the year. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Like Marvel is struggling to uphold its own multiverse right now. A24 mm-hmm. literally did it in a whole movie and fucking nailed it. Yep. <laughs> yep. A20, and A24 said, hold my beer. <laughs> and Another they, and, hold my beer! And, 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 and literally forgot that Marvel was holding the beer 
and then went to the bar to go get a whiskey instead because whiskey's better than beer. And at the end yeah, of the night, Marvel one. just looks over and goes, you never got your beer back. I'm still here holding it. And Edge 24's like, you didn't drink it yourself? No. It'll help. It'll help. <laughs> <laughs> better than that cider you're drinking, I'll tell you what. Um, so, my last moment. I feel like it's good that this has come to my last moment because you saw this movie because of me. Mm-hmm. It, was whilst you were, it was whilst you were down here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it's it a moment for men. God damn it, I fucking knew it! I fucking knew it! <laughs> Which moment do you think I'm choosing? I'm, I'm genuinely afraid. Oh, no, I know what you want. You know, I know which, which moment? Which one? I want you to guess. In the pub. Oh, oh come on, Jeffrey. Hey. F- fire up the engines. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. As much as Damn I love it. that moment. As much as I love that moment. Come on, Jeffrey. Damn it. That would have been so fucking perfect. No, no. I've chosen the knife in the door. Oh. When, the, like, when the, um, the naked guy puts the hand through the door and Jesse Buckley's defense oh. is to like sort of and then you're you thinking like you're just going to hear some screaming you don't hear screaming like the blood isn't spurting out yet Jesse Buckley's just there was like what's happening and then it's just this bird's eye view it's not really a bird's eye well it's bird's eye but it's like it's close up but like high angle mm-hmm. kind of shit yeah. Camera's just looking down. The lighting is minimalist at best. And you just see the knife in his hand. Oh. And it just starts. Like the crunching and the sloshing oh, as the hand just is like being forced through the knife. Mm. And then, like, seconds later, this guy breaks in and he's like, You hurt me. And he just hands. Is- he- he just holds up this floppy penis of a fucking hand, bro. Like, and you're just like, like oh, oh, God. But like, I kind of like, those, both those moments are great. I love the Jeffrey fire up the engines moment because of like, <laughs> this guy sitting in the pub. It's like the, act, the same actors playing every single guy character. And he's just mm-hmm. doing a crossword. It's like, gee. Come on, Jeffrey. Fire up the engines. <laughs> Can't even say it without laughing, man. <laughs> the reason I love that moment is because, like, I'm gonna have to bring that moment in, like, when I'm giving like a eulogy at my dad's funeral or something. Mm-hmm. Because that is like that is literally my dad. I've seen him there <laughs> struggling on Sudoku. If it's not four, then it's six. But this this one's seven, eight, nine. So this has to be five. And he's there, he's struggling, like he's talking out to himself. I'm there trying to work, and I'm like, Dad, what the fuck are you talking about, bro? And he's like, he, he doesn't do Sudoku, he does the killer Sudoku. Like, mm-hmm. and that's like mini Sudokus <clears throat> in a Sudoku box. Like, there's no one number. Like, yeah. you, you choose possibilities of numbers. And apparently, mm-hmm. that's winning. I don't get okay. it. And then it'll go from that, like, before lunch, after lunch, he'll go to a crossword in which he's like, Northern Town, 
four letters. And I, I like, Berry, where you come from, you dickhead. Like, <laughs> if you're going to say the clue out loud, I'm going to start thinking about it with you. And he's over there. I'm over here. He's trying to he's trying to do what he's doing. I'm trying to work. And we're both firing up the engines. <laughs> <laughs> but then there's also like the same <clears throat> character has the um scrumping. No, 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 no. Mustn't do that. Because fucking uh, scrumping in like the little countrysides is frowned upon mm. because every apple tree is owned by someone. You can't just go over to an apple tree and pick up an apple and then you got the whole Adam and Eve thing as well. It's like this this character is trying to get this girl to stay in, a, in his Airbnb, have a great time. Scrumping? No, 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 no. Mustn't do that. And I'm just like... And this, like, when I tell you this guy is Rory fucking Kinnear, who literally anyone only knows as M's fucking side bitch from James Bond. <laughs> and he plays every guy character pretty much, besides the husband, yep. who, you know, really doesn't end well for. Yeah, no, swan died. But, like, the best thing about, like, every injury a character suffers in this movie mimics the mimics one of the injuries that guy suffers from when he falls in yep. his suicide like that's mm-hmm. not like you can you can see that you cannot see that like you know like i see that cuz you know and you probably see that cuz we're both filmmakers we're both creatives like we're literally like we remember moments more than the film itself so, mm-hmm. you know, if you're sitting here listening to me and Sebastian talk about these great moments and you may not have picked them out as moments yourself. I mean, that's why, you know, it's called freeballing. You know, it's Sebastian's opinion. It's mine, mine's, my, you know, my opinion. You know, me and me and Sebastian are literally sort of, we've been designed, inceptioned, you know, through education, through watching many movies, you know, watching TV you know, giving each other recommendations and like sort of sometimes I'll give Sebastian a recommendation is like just so I can talk to him about one moment in a movie. It's like, I don't give a shit whether you like the movie, make the movie one out of ten. But what did you think of that one moment, Brev? And then like we'll have like this whole conversation. Yeah. And it's like, you know, and that's the beauty of that's the beauty of cinema. It's literally why we're doing this podcast. It's literally why we're doing this podcast. You know, this and this podcast is like, you know, this podcast has moments. Yep. You know, my friends it's will talk. My, my friends will talk to me and be like, "Yo, yeah." Like Ryan calls us out on, you know, his you know, calling his, him out, calling him out on his, <laughs> you know, Ryan versus the popcorn. Like, <laughs> oh man, but yeah, man. You know, and twenty twenty two was I. I uh, it was a great. You know, some people may say it wasn't too good for wasn't too good for cinema. You know, c- cinema's still struggling post COVID. But yep. I tell you what, we weren't sure of we weren't sure of some fantastic moments in cinema. Very very true. All right, everyone, fire up the engines, subscribe, rate, share, and we'll see you next time. And I just destroyed Ed with that one. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that fire up the engines has begun going to become the show's first catchphrase. <laughs>
Come, come on, yes. Sebastian. Fire up the engines. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm going to say it like that every single time. I can't not. <laughs> oh, sh- All right, take it easy, everyone. Join us on the trip. Uh, I'm sorry. Now we're throwing out the script. I hope we don't charge a penny. I hear the weekend's calling. Now it's time to start. Free ball. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.